my heart, quit playing games with my heart. I should have known from the start. I should have known from my heart. My heart. <laughs> What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the No Chaser Podcast. I'm Tim Chantarangsu. I'm Ricky Shucks. And I'm Nikki Blades. And oh my God, what a special, special, special occasion it is today because we have in the building. Your wife. Green Bar Distillery, fizzy alcoholic spritzer drink. (laughs) Sweet. No, because we have my lovely, lovely, beautiful, intelligent. Hello. Hello. Sassy. Um, Sassy? You're pretty sassy. Okay. Sassy wife in the building. Wife of almost two years years. now. Um, Life mate of almost nine years now that's crazy that's pretty fucking crazy it's a really it's my longest relationship ever (laughs) same ever same let's see um september will be if this is 2020 Mm -hmm. i made you my gal in 2011 yes so it'll be nine years in Mm -hmm. september september what Second. Second. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were we were schmoozing and canoodling for like a, a year before that. So you've been in my life for like damn near 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's a decade, baby. That's a decade. And it was even like, I mean, I met you in 2009. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you weren't effing with me. I wasn't interested because I had a boyfriend. You wasn't interested because she had a boyfriend, not because she wasn't interested or attracted to me. But it's like, when you got a boyfriend, you're just tunnel vision. Um, I'm loyal. Thank you. Me too. Mm. You know, I mean, I know people make jokes because of my scandalous videos and, uh, <laughs> and um, dirty nature of my content. But uh, I've been here. Yeah, no, you, you're loyal from, from, <laughs> what I, from what I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm chilling. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> also, let me point out that your hair is on point. Oh. She was doing this shit for like eight hours yesterday. Literally, because curly hair girls, you know, wash days take forever. And I did a whole like I washed it, shampoo condition, did a treatment, put like a thermal cap on for like a little extra heat to open up the pores, let the deep conditioner penetrate deeper, did that, washed that out. And then because I filmed it, so I set up like my whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then doing like the whole finger coil, which you know now. I, I do. Finger coil. You so you like take your little hair, wrap it around your finger, and then it's, yeah, it, it was a process. I, uh, it took me uh, five minutes to wash my hair. Mm-hmm. Good for you. <laughs> Very nice. Let me, when, when, when we started dating, were you, um, were you like pleased that, I had dated black girls in the past, so I was familiar with your hair habits. It definitely was helpful (laughs) that I didn't have to be like, okay, I have to put this silk pillowcase on my pillow because (laughs) if I don't, it's going to ruin my hair. Right. Or like back in the day when I used to like straighten my hair because you got to blow dry it out first. Mm -hmm. And then it's like this whole like frizzy thing. So being around you when my hair was like frizzy, I didn't have to be like, stay away, close the door, you know, because you just knew what the process was. Yeah. And I like I, I, just, I know like um, 
you know, because I not only like had, had dated black girls in the past, but I just kind of I grew up around grew all types around. of people. Yeah. Did you ever in the past, um, like if in your with your past relationships or past people you dated, have like run into issues with maybe dudes that weren't used to dating a, a lady with your type of hair? Well, I feel like I never really fully embraced like the natural state of my hair until very recent, mm. like literally last year when I did the big chop and cut all like the relaxed part off. You were Mrs. You used to get relaxed every I was like... relaxing for years. Like literally I was probably 10. Mm, really? When you started? Mm-hmm. Because it was just easier for my mom to manage, mm. for me to manage. Because her mom is the Salvadorian side. Right. And my sister has super different hair than me. Hers is like more wavy. Moana style. Mm -hmm. And then my brother, of course, just shaved it. Right. So when it came to me, I had this freaking thing, this afro, mm -hmm. that it's like, what do we do with it? Mm -hmm. So my aunties would braid it. And um, I would have like little like Mickey Mouse like puffs and stuff. <laughs> but once I got older, I didn't want puffs. I didn't want braids, but I just like craved for my hair to be just bone straight. Then you got addicted to that creamy crack. Honestly, it was the best <laughs> thing. And I still like kind of miss it because your hair's so silky right. and it's smooth. You come out of the shower and I have to worry about like styling it really. Just like put some product in it and I'm done. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like a whole like eight hour thing that I did yesterday. Yeah, now it's a process. Now it's a process, but it's cool because I've embraced it. Mm -hmm. We're on this natural hair journey. And you pull it off so well too. Well, thank you. And after you do all your shit to it, that shit's like magnificent. And I'm good for like a week. Yeah, it's great. So people are like, oh my God, I can't believe you spend that much time doing your hair. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of time to do my hair, but now I don't have to really do shit to it for a whole seven eight nine days i love when you're on full poof status and i could just kind of like put oh my, my face God. all in it it's yeah when i'm just like feeling lazy and i don't really want to do anything mm -hmm. shower wash my hair and then i just fuck it won't put anything in it maybe just like some oil pop it up in a little like little pineapple and then it just turns into a dome it's amazing mm -hmm. yeah what made you want to go on your uh your natural hair experience it was just like, I feel it was such a wave. Everyone was just like, embrace your natural hair, you know, love your texture. And I was like, I don't know what my natural texture is, mm, really. Because it had been so long. Because it had been like, literally, I was about 10 and I didn't know what my texture was. Mm -hmm. And when you relax it, it changes what your curl pattern is. Hmm. So... Half of it was curiosity and half of it was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to be natural. Yeah. I'm just going to chop it off and just be natural. Some people that used to watch my videos back when you were like always, when you always had straight hair or wavy hair, mm -hmm. they thought you were like part Asian. A lot of people thought mm. you were part, like there's some, well, not a lot, but I would get the occasional, is she, isn't she Filipino? part Asian or Filipino? Would you, do you ever get confused? What, what do people think you are when they first meet you? Definitely some part of black, mm -hmm. for sure. I've gotten a handful of Filipino. And what else have I got? I feel like Filipino might be, I think I've gotten like per half Persian before. Hmm. Um, but Filipino, mix of like black and Filipino would, would be, 
the top guesses. I so feel. our children are gonna be Thai, Salvadorian, mm-hmm. and Eritrean. Yep. All that. That's in, a mix. In one. That's, that's a nice mix. A, that's a mix. That's a poppin' mix. We're gonna teach them some Thai, mm-hmm. teach them some Spanish, mm-hmm. teach them some English. English would be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what I heard? I heard is it's like, because um, a lot of families that immigrate mm-hmm. um, to the United States, they're so paranoid that their kids aren't going to learn English right. that they were like, I'm not going to speak my native language to them. And then they regret it in the future because you end up speaking English anyways. Right. You know, so I feel like um, we got to make sure to get those other languages in there early on. Yeah. And they say that like children's brains are like sponges that just they'll absorb everything and they can differentiate the different languages, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they'll have no problem. People always ask me in the vlog comments if you speak Spanish. I don't. Speaking of like, you know, your parents being afraid that you're not going to know English. Yeah. Uh, my mom, because my my dad is Eritrean, my mom is Salvadorian. They, they both speak their own tongues. Mm-hmm. So growing up in that household... The common language was English. Oh, right, because they had to talk to each other. <laughs> right. right. So they immigrated to Canada and my mom was like, you know, working, needed to like learn her English to be comfortable. My mm-hmm. dad, the same thing. And it was just like, that's just what we spoke in the house. I heard a lot of it mm-hmm. when my parents would talk to like their siblings. Yeah. Um, but to us as kids, it was always just English. Right, I see that. But it's not until you're older where you're like, shit. I wish. I could have like known like three different languages. I could be a, a, a trilingual person right now. Yeah. You know what's fucking cute? You guys know how her parents met? Have we ever told this story? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, I feel like I might have brought it up somewhere, but I don't know if I ever, I don't know. But her parents, you want to tell it? Well, my parents, they both immigrated to Canada and they met in ESL. That's so cute. English as a second language. Is yeah, that what it stands yeah. for? Yeah. They so were, I always they were picture in the same class. two little like foreign teenagers like <laughs> looking at each other across the room. My dad the room. all skinny with his yeah. fro. Little skinny Eritrean boy with My a fro. My mom all sexy with her like wavy <laughs> like hair. And they're both in class kind of like making eye contact like smiling and giggling and yeah. like I picture them getting partnered together and then Hi. He- hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's probably exactly what it is. <laughs> fucking like flipping through the. You <laughs> are cute. cute. <laughs> just, probably. Gracias. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my dad's or somebody said this one time. They were like, you know, how did you make that work? Because you guys spoke two different languages. And I don't know if it was my dad or somebody that was like, love is one language. You don't, you don't need to speak the same <laughs> right, language right. to like love each other. I mean, we watch 90 Day Fiance all the time. Right. And like this dude's like meeting this chick in Russia. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know English and they have all these apps and things and translators that they didn't have back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know if those relationships really end up working out. Some of them. But do. they Paul, date. Paul and Karini. That's true. Paul and Karini is still uh, together. That's the um, Brazilian Brazilian girl. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Paul's the, you know, a little weird neurotic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. So that's, I so. mean, I think that's just like the cutest story of how you and your parents met. The first time, yeah. like, I think I remember 
sitting in your living room in in Canada,、mm -hmm. in Regina, Canada. It's funny that some people think that that's a real place. <laughs> Canada. Where for, is that? For the record, I I know that it's it's not Canada. Yeah.、Right? But sitting in your living room and being like, "How did you guys meet?" Talking to your parents, and they told me that story, and I thought it was the cutest thing.、Mm -hmm. It's adorable. I need to like make a movie out of it. Yeah, and I feel like that's why we, at least from my side, like my family. We never had an issue accepting you into the family, right? You know, being Asian because I come from an interracial couple,、mm -hmm. so it was just like never a concern. What a I relief! I mean, there might be like Asian, really, <laughs> but、I、that's mean, about it. It was definitely like well, it was it was、um, a relief being at your family gatherings and stuff because I would look around. And you know your family's so big on getting together every week. You know,、um, like every Sunday when I'd be out there, they would have like a family thing. Somebody would cook, either her dad or her uncle, or somebody would cook, and everybody would kind of come to one house. And I'm looking around, and it's like I see East Africans, I see Salvadorians, we I, see white, I see there's some whites sprinkled in there, <laughs> sprinkled, and I'm like. All right, the final, the final、uh, ingredient in the pot. <laughs> the last continent left. Yeah, and I was like, "This is this is nice. This is nice. This is a blended family." Yeah, it was yeah. pretty sweet, you know, because I definitely have been in relationships in the past where I think it was a little awkward for me sometimes at certain, like going to family dinners and stuff. I felt like.、Mm -hmm. um, You know, it was it was a little. People were kind of looking at me like, hmm, and like like I knew. I think、uh, my past situations, Dad might have been like,、mm, I wish he was,、uh, I wish he was a Mexican boy, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all a little awkward, you yeah, know. But yeah. your parents and and I, like my parents, you know, we're, we're blessed because we. We both have super chill parents.、Yeah. I think it could it it could always be、um, uh, not as easy、yeah. for other people. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah, and my parents were never like speaking of just like being chill. They were never like you need to go to college, you、mm. need to get a degree, you need to be a doctor and do this and that. Like both of my parents are in trades. Like my dad. Was a mechanic.、Mm -hmm. My mom is an esthetician, and that's where I followed in her footsteps, and so did my sister. So it was never like you know you need to be a doctor, you need to be this and that, and blah blah blah. It was just like you know if you just want to take a year off and chill after high school, that's cool. And I did. I did take a year off after high school, and I painted. I paint. Well, I actually painted houses. As a summer job during high school, but then once I graduated, I had all this free time, so、mm -hmm. I did it full time, and that's when I was like, I realized I was a great painter. <laughs> I could I could paint houses really well. There is nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. You know, instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel and help you along, the doctor is just checking their watch, ready to get out of there. Well, on Zocdoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you and listen to you to prioritize your care. Zocdoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So no more playing doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With Zocdoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. 
Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Tim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Tim. ZocDoc.com slash Tim. And I started painting interiors. My boss was like, hey, you know, we need someone to start painting interiors and you're pretty handy with a brush. Like I just did very clean lines. And mm. he was like, you'd be good at doing interiors, which was the best for me because I hate bugs. I hate bugs. So working outside and painting the exteriors of houses, so many bugs. Okay, what? so so people that watch the vlogs know that you yeah. hate bugs. You freak out when there's bugs or spiders or ants especially. Mm. Tell us why you hate wasps. Oh my God. Even just the word. <laughs> wasps. So I have this like just amplified fear of wasps. It's so bad <laughs> that I will like drop anything that's in my hands. I've like thrown my phone. Mm -hmm. I, one time I was pumping gas and I literally had just started. I think I put like 25 cents in and a wasp started like flying around. I just like let the pump go. I put it back on the thing, went inside. I'm like, here's a quarter. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. So I was like, oh, and for the record, Canadians pump first before paying. That's why. I should oh no, sometimes. So this depends what gas station you go to. Okay. Some are prepaying. Some you just go and pay and then and then pay. All right. Um. So I was like, I wonder why I'm so afraid because mm -hmm. your fears have to stem from something, right? Sometimes, usually. Okay. Well, I feel like you know, mine was just like, there's got to be a reason why I'm so terrified because mm -hmm. I can be around other bugs. Yeah. And freak out a little bit but with a wasp like my heart rate is so elevated <laughs> my pulse is my blood like it's just like a whole nother level mm. so i was trying to remember when this all started and i'm trying to think and i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking and i'm like okay i think i was about four mm. maybe three and it was summer i was outside playing and my brother was inside the house and he probably doesn't even remember this but I wanted to come back in the house, but he had locked the door because he's a little shit. <laughs> so he locked the door. I'm outside trying to like wiggle the doorknob, trying to get in. And a wasp starts like flying around my hand. Mm. And I was like, get away from me, wasp. But it wouldn't. And it kept on following me. So I'm getting annoyed at this wasp. Yeah. And then I'm getting frustrated because I can't get in the house. So I ran around our, our, our complex to the other door. And this wasp followed me mm. all the way to the other door. And as I'm trying to open up that doorknob, this wasp just like kept, I didn't get stung, but it kept like attacking me. He's trying to be friends. I don't want to be friends. He's trying to play with you. But of course my brother had locked that door too. So it was just like this whole like kerfuffle of things. <laughs> and that is my earliest memories. And so, that's what traumatized you. So when I think of wasps now, I always think that they're chasing me mm. and they are always just like out to get me specifically. What about these um, Asian... Don't even Asian say it. killer wasps. Oh my God. Because I, I need to stop clicking them on my feed because the more <laughs> you click it, it brings up like other related pictures. Oh yeah, the algorithm. Yeah. I can't even look at a picture of this thing. It Those is, motherfuckers are crazy. I would... I would 
completely collapse if I ever saw that around They're me. like this big. I can't. And some people are like, well, maybe you just need to be stung. Like if you got stung, you know, you would get over the fear of wasps. Yeah. Because their stings aren't that bad. I'm right. like, no, I'm not interested. Maybe that's what we need to do to get you over your fear, you know? I've definitely considered like, you know, hypnosis or some type of therapy because it is an issue. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely like, you know, will freeze up and run away. And, you know, the last thing I want is for you to be carrying around one of our future babies and a wasp flies and then you fucking launch the baby into the air, run oh away. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like there was one time where I was going through a drive-thru to get coffee. And I think it was first thing in the morning at like 8 a.m. So the line is long. Everyone's grabbing their coffee before work. So I'm in this drive-thru, roll down my window, ask for my coffee, go to the next window where you pay and they give you your coffee. As soon as I roll down my window, because I always roll it up in between windows because you never know what can happen in that short period of time. <laughs> Rolled it down for the second time, a wasp flew in. I literally. That was the same wasp when you were five years old. He's I'm sure. To be friends. I'm sure. He probably lives underneath my house. <laughs> Put my car in park. I literally got out of my car in the first of the first in line of the drive-thru. All these people are like, what the fuck's going on? Like mm -hmm. something's like, you know, a medical emergency. <laughs> so I'm like flailing my arms around like there's a wasp in my car. There's a wasp in my car. <laughs> this old man, this sweet old man was just sitting at the front little tables that they have outside the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, there's a wasp in my car. He's like, did you need help? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so he like comes over. He was probably like, I don't know, 70, just enjoying his like, yeah, at least 100, his coffee. And he comes over. And this wasp was just like on my, um, my stick. I had a standard at the time. And he just like grabbed it and just like threw it out. Damn, for real? Yeah. Wow. He literally just like picked it up and just tossed it out. And I, he's like, are you okay? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> but I was still like traumatized because I felt like if there's one, then there's two mm. or there's more. So that was a just terrible. Did you get your food? I don't remember. <laughs> Who knows? I imagine the people that were in, behind you in the line that couldn't hear you were just like, 911. <laughs> there's, a, there's a crazy girl flailing her arms around, <laughs> screaming oh my God. at the drive-thru. She hasn't had her creamy crack relaxer. Oh, my God. <laughs> she hasn't had her morning coffee. Oh, my God. Shit is crazy. And I have so many stories of encounters with wasps. That's just not the first. So if Chia doesn't get her coffee, she gets very cranky. She's, uh, you know, she's a very... Um, I need it. You know, she used to be addicted to the creamy crack. Now she's addicted to coffee. She has a very addictive personality is what I'm learning now. She thinks I have a drinking problem. She's I the one. I think you do. She's the one that's an addict. No. Okay. So let me tell you one time. Now, this is one of the things we had to learn about each other in our marriage. Okay. So like she is a very uh, routine. I was going to say robotic routine. Okay. <laughs> she has a very Mr. routine. Robot. <laughs> she has a certain way she does things every day. And um, it's one morning. I woke up feeling amazing. I was like, oh my God, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. What a beautiful fucking day. I go to the kitchen. I blast. I think I'm blasting some Stevie Wonder. I don't know what it was, but I'm, I'm bumping some music. I'm fucking cooking breakfast. I'm happy. She comes out. She's babe, babe, can you just, babe. I'm like, all right. 
she's like, I just, I haven't had my coffee yet. I just, I need to have my coffee. I was like, okay, cool. Turn the music. Turn my music off. Curl into a corner with my <laughs> my bacon and toast and cry. <laughs> I need to have a coffee in the morning before there's any sort of loud noises. <laughs> but it's all good now because I wake up at like 6.30. I can have my coffee. And then you wake up around 8.30. Mm. And then we're both in great moods at the same time. It all works out. Now. Usually. Now it all works out. But yeah, I do need to have my coffee in the morning. Or else she goes crazy, guys. Yeah. She goes, I mean, that's just something you had to, we had to learn about each other. I mean, we've been married for like almost two years now. It'll be two years mm-hmm. in August, which is. And living together for the same amount of time. Living together for the first time ever. Yeah. 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 A lot of people asked how come we didn't, you know, like. You know, because we were long distance for like seven, eight, seven years. Yeah, I think seven so years. So they're like, how come you guys just didn't move in together? And, um, you know, at first I thought, yeah, let's have like a um, trial living together period, you know, just to yeah. make sure we could live together. Um, but I think one day you were like, babe. We're... We don't need to no, have a trial. Like no one's going to break up with anybody. I was like, nah, you're right. But it was it's hard when you're long distance. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide how are we going to move forward. Right. Because you clearly weren't leaving L.A. I definitely wasn't going to leave L.A. yet. And I didn't want to stay in Canada. So we both knew that I was going to have to be the one that moved from Canada to here, which was fine. But it's like, are we going to, you know, are we going to mesh well together when we when we are together Mm 24-7? That's why we thought maybe we should do like this trial thing. But then that just... The logistics of that is so silly because I was self-employed. Like I had my business. Right. I was going to be like, hey, sorry, clients. Um, I'm going to, you know, be in L.A. doing a trial for three months. <laughs> and then I'm not making money because I only made money as I worked. Because mm-hmm. it was just me that had my shop. I didn't have like any staff or anything. Yeah. So it was just I had my house. I'm like, oh, this is silly. I think we'll just... I think we'll just wait until you propose to me and then I'll just throw in the towel and come on down. And then everything just kind of started to happen. You know, I felt like, yeah. I felt like I'm ready to, to, to make this proposal happen. I proposed. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'm in the process, babe. I'm shutting down my business. I'm doing mm-hmm. this. I'm, I'm like about to rent my house. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I'm, I, uh, I'm, 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 shaving my armpits for the first time in 10 years for you because i know in la yeah for the marriage because girls shave our armpits out here yeah um not research right and (laughs) and you know it was kind of like you know a lot of people were were questioning our timing but i felt like for us we did everything at our own speed that felt right you know, yeah. like I never at any point in our relationship during when I proposed to you or when, um, you know, it was time to get married or anything like that. I never felt like rushed or pressured or forced. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though towards the towards the, the, the oh time when I was going to propose, I was beginning to get. OK, look, so we, we've always been good together. Yeah. So. So we had always talked about getting married, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, that's what you start doing when you're with somebody long enough. You start, you know, kind of joking about it. And then you kind of start to get real about it, you know? 
So <laughs> when I was still living in my in my condo, um, one day like Chia just like left a page of like what kind of rings she likes. Just a little suggestion. Just a little like cut out of some rings that she like. Liked. Hey, I like this. I'm just gonna place this right here. And I wasn't mad at that at all. You know, that's I, I appreciate that because there's so many different kinds of rings. Yeah. It's, like, it's a lot of shit. Yeah. And then and and some people thought this was a little like uh like much. Much. But I also thought this was a great idea. Mm. Um one day when she was in town with her homegirl. She was like, "Hey, babe, can I um, can I take the car to go get my hair done?" Yeah, we were going to get our nails done. Okay, and then so I was like, "Yeah, sure, babe, do your thing. You, you, and you and your homegirl take the car, go handle your business, whatever." She came back that night. We're laying in bed. She's like, "Okay, babe, I have a confession." <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> it's okay, so. We got our nails done, which you did, right? Yeah. And not only did we do that, but also I went to a jeweler that I really like, that I found on whatever, whatever. And no pressure, but whenever you're ready. Just going to give you this card. (laughs) She knows your name. She has your information. She knows what I like. We spent like an hour together. This is the lady that you need to call yeah. when you are ready to purchase a ring. And sure enough, I took the car and I was like, I, I was like, all right, well, cool. I was like, I was, you know, it's funny, of course. Yeah. Of course it's funny, but I was yeah. like, all right, well, that's that's helpful, you know. Yeah. So I think maybe, I don't know, I want to say like a good year later at least, mm-hmm. um, I I emailed her, hit her up. Um, scheduled a little meeting. She was like, okay. She was kind of like, it was kind of like one of those movies where it's like you walk in and she's like, we've been expecting you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she had my shit ready and um, and like she kind of showed me a few examples of what kind of rings you liked. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But Chia began to get low-key annoying <laughs> because mind you- I was excited. <laughs> so look, no, nah, but not even was she excited. She had one day, one day <laughs> where- and mind you, we, this is after a lot of talks. Was like no pressure, blah blah blah. Like take your time. And she she didn't even know I had already been talking to Ring Lady at this point, right? So like she's just texting me. She's like, babe, I just had. A, she might have been PMSing too. I don't know. But who knows? Because you were no. You, it was it was a particular day at work. Yeah. When I was doing nails for my clients, and for that specific day. All of these clients had like just gotten engaged. <laughs> so it was just like, hey, I need to like really make sure that I'm on top of my nail appointments because I just got engaged. I'm like, what the fuck? That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm so happy for you, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, you know, engagement, engagement, <laughs> like moving forward with their lives. And here I am just like, you know, filing nails and being <laughs> like, that's cool. I'm happy for you guys. When's my time going to come? Think- it was just one day. I yeah. really only had like, I had never really bothered you. Or, right, right, Aside right. from, okay, giving you the ring lady's card <laughs> and leaving you a little, you know, magazine cutout. Right. Other than that, that was my only day where I was just like, when are, like, when, when are you going to just do this? Aside from scheduling a ring appointment with a ring lady for you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, she hit me up. She was all bummed. She was kind of like, you know what, babe? I just, sometimes I just don't. I don't know what you said. It was something along the lines of like, I don't know if it's like, um, 
you, it felt like you were almost like doubtful of it oh, happening. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you were so just like bummed by everybody that was getting engaged. Yeah. And I kind of without without saying like like shut up. I just kind of had to be like, babe, just. I don't even know what I said. But I think you just said like, let me feel like this is a surprise yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because I want because like the more you brought it up, the more I felt like. I'm, I'm not, it's not a surprise, you know what I'm saying? Because I was literally planning when I was going to do it, like, as around that time period when you were hitting me up. And I'm like, if he, she could just go, like, a month or two without bringing it up, then I'll feel comfortable yeah. doing this, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So finally, you shut up about it. <laughs> Probably because the way that you put it was, like, you almost made me feel, like, like bad, you know what I mean? Like, just like... Babe, please just like let me just surprise you and just like have this moment type of thing, you yeah. know? So I was like, fine. Jeez, I know Christ. he'll do it, but fuck, hurry up. And if you guys want to watch the amazing proposal, yeah. you can watch it on YouTube. And it was well worth the wait. It was Thanks, baby. It was um it was the best. Like, I went through so many different ideas. Yeah. Here's you know what I was gonna do? I, I probably no. told you about this because she loves Judge Judy. Okay, I knew something with Judge Judy. Dude. Oh, okay, yeah, go. She loves Judge Judy so much. And in my in my head, I had this situation where I like I was gonna get us to be audience members for Judge Judy uh -huh. and then finesse my way to almost be like I was gonna pretend like I was on an episode, like someone was suing me or some shit. Okay. But it was like a funny YouTube thing, right? Uh -huh. And then and then I was gonna either like propose to you on Judge Judy mm -hmm. or have like or have her be the the lady at our wedding to marry us or some shit. The, like that. the officiant. And I went through so much, it was like I fucking sent emails. There was a guy I know that said he worked with somebody who worked with Judge Judy. I was like sending texts like, hey man, could you could you connect me? Blah blah blah. And it, I could just never it never just worked out. It never worked out. So that's why I'm glad. What I did worked out. If y'all don't, if y'all haven't seen the video, we're, we're going to tell you about it now. <laughs> um, so what I ended up doing was um, we were going to Toronto because she was having like a family reunion type situation in Toronto. Yeah, just to see my family. Yeah, and uh, I was like, okay, perfect. All her family's going to be there. Um, and... The first time we had met, aside from when she briefly met me and blew me off because she had a boyfriend, mm -hmm. um, is when we had been kind of talking online and texting. And then I had a show in Toronto. So I invited her to the show so we could like meet up and actually hang out as people who, you know, were like googly eyed at each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So she came to my show. That's when we like kissed for the first time, hung out. It sparks flew. We kissed one time and like. Uh, her panties exploded and <laughs> and like and this and your show was at the Ryerson Theater Ryerson Theater in Toronto yeah so I had kind of implanted in Chia's head that what a coincidence while we're, no, no no I don't know if that's a coincidence but I think I told her that I had a small part in a movie mm -hmm. which I had filmed something yeah earlier that year so i was like oh it checked out yeah Your story checked out i was like babe guess what since they found out i'm in toronto they're gonna have a screening 
of the movie in Toronto while I'm there. So she was like, oh, sweet. So I was like, okay, cool. So that would give her an excuse to look cute, you know what I'm saying? Dress up for the, like, the premiere party or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then because I was gonna have a camera guy there, I was like, okay, and also they're doing like a little kind of behind the scenes. There's gonna be a guy coming to watch us get ready for it, following us to the theater, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, story still checks out. <laughs> uh, do they really need to do the whole we're getting ready thing? Probably not, but you know, this industry, who knows? So right. I'm like, okay, this, this seems legit. Meanwhile, I got her cousin, Melly, kind of gathering up all the family to be in the auditorium when I proposed, so right, so now we're dressed up. I got fucking flowers all over, roses all over the floor of the theater, and then I was like, all right. And, and you ha you had left at some point, I th oh, think, yeah. while I was getting ready. Yeah, you left to go. I don't know, set something up. That so that part almost was like ah, fuck because. They wanted me to go over there before we did everything as kind of like a little dress run through, like dress rehearsal, uh -huh. because they wanted to make sure they had everything right in terms of where we entered, how it worked, the music cue, all that. So I had to make up some shit and say like, oh, they need me to... Sound check. Yeah, sound you check because I would be speaking check. on the mic or something. And I think I'm like, okay, sound check, that's what you would do. You go in before your event, you do your one, two, one, two, <laughs> and then you come back. Yeah. So that made sense as well mm -hmm. to me. So then we hop in the Uber, head to the ride with the camera with guy. With the camera still guy at this point. Uh huh. And then, um, and I think this is at this point you got a little suspicious because we were rolling up on the Ryerson Theater. So we're in the Uber, and I noticed that the building that we were coming close to was the Ryerson Theater. Mm -hmm. And then in the video, I'm like. Isn't this the Ryerson, your things at the Ryerson Theater? And then you're like, yeah. And then we had a little exchange about the theater. And in my head, I was like, is he? No, you know, you know what I said that probably gave it away a little bit? Do you remember this place? I, no, no. I was like, oh, is it? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that. I think at this point, like, my, my gears were turning. And yeah. I was like, is he? Could he be? No, I'm like, no, nah. well, me, no. I kept going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So then we pull up to the side entrance of the Ryerson Theater. Which also checked out because I said, we can't go into the front because there's going to be too many fans there. So they wanted us to go into the side entrance. But also didn't really check out because <laughs> I'm like, it, well, if you're doing a premiere, right. isn't the whole point to like, you know, walk your red carpet and yeah. like see your fans. So that made me raise an eyebrow a little bit. Mm. But I'm like, uh, OK, maybe they want us to enter through the side door and then they're going to bring us around. I don't know. Right. But that was a little weird to me. Mm -hmm. So we get out of the car and some guy that I figure was like security mm -hmm. opened, Shout out up, to Corey. opened up the door, <laughs> walk in. I couldn't really tell where I was because everything was just dark. Yeah. Everything was dark. And Tim, I think you were, we were holding hands and mm -hmm. I think you were maybe leading me. I think you were leading me. Mm-hmm. And it's just dark, dark, dark. And then I could really hear my heels echo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, where am I? Why mm -hmm. is it so empty in here? Like, it feels cold. Yeah. And then as I started walking towards 
the stage, I knew I was getting close to a stage of some sort because there was X's with tape on the ground, mm-hmm. like stamp. What do you call those? Where little, markers? Uh, yeah, marks. Yeah. And I'm like, we are on a stage. He is doing something, <laughs> and that's when I'm like, he is doing something. And the cue for them to draw the curtains was, I think, I was supposed to say like, You're like, hello. Yeah, is anyone out? Or hello? Or what is? I forgot what the cue was. Is anyone soon, here? As soon as I said something, they. Pull the curtains back. Your family's in the audience with little roses and shit. The, our, the song that you wrote me started playing, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew I just, it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so perfect. My family members that couldn't be there were on FaceTime, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty special. Yeah. And it was worth the wait. And it's been all downhill from there. Yep. <laughs> Here we are. God damn it. <laughs> On your podcast because there's nobody else around. Yeah, no one else. I have so no I friends. I figured you begged me enough. He begs me like every day. I got no friends to come on the podcast with me because she stole me away from my friends. Yep, and here we are. <laughs> no, but it, uh, guys, being married is pretty cool i i definitely have no complaints i mean yeah obviously we've adjusted a little bit to some things but it's what i expected yeah so after we got engaged i was like okay now i'm comfortable with closing down my business Mm -hmm. renting out my house preparing for this wedding because in my head i'm like okay i want to get married in like a year Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be one of those couples, no offense to you, <laughs> that were engaged for a long period of time. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, I'm still like, you know, I'm hype off this engagement. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still like riding the waves. I'm feeling good. And I hikey thought you were like getting too, like, like too, moving too quick in terms of like, because as soon as we got engaged, you were like, I got to find a venue. I got to start planning. And I was like... I was like, damn, that's so you're so quick with it, you know, because I thought people just kind of get engaged and they chill. But then, like, after I kind of saw how much planning actually goes into it, when you kind of want to have like a big wedding, I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Because I didn't realize venues get booked like at least a year ahead of time and all that shit and all the planning that really goes into it. You yeah, know? yeah, it was crazy. Because I, I remember like even looking at this one venue in particular. So we got engaged in July. 20, sorry, 26, mm-hmm. I think it was, 2018? No, 17. Yeah, 17. And um, I, I, I was thinking of having the wedding like earlier the next year, like maybe around like, I don't know, May, April-ish. But it was already booked up and their next available opening wasn't until August. I was like, damn, August? I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I feel like the venue availability determined our wedding date. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. some people are like, hey, I'm going to get married on January 1st. Yeah. But January 1st isn't open for like five years. <laughs> right. Right. Because right. Right. things are like booked. So. Someone was the one that pointed out to me that our wedding date was one of those dates that is the same frontwards and backwards. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's meant to be, bro. Oh, yeah. It was August 18th. 19th. 19th. Yeah. 2018. So it was 81918. Yeah. I was like, wow, and okay. Then you flip it, it's the same. Yeah. I was like, so wow. that was kind of cool. That is cool. And then Tim Chia backwards is, is Tim Chia. I commit, <laughs> which is Eritrean I love you. for okay. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. I commit, I commit. I commit, I commit. 
<laughs> I admit it. Yeah. <laughs> you admit that you're always wrong. So speaking of me being wrong, what would you say the, is your biggest adjust, judgment? Judge Judy? Adjustment. I love that Biggest show. adjustment you've had to make from living on your own to being married and living with me? Um, I would say... Aside from moving to LA. <laughs> aside from moving to LA, I think it's just like... Well, now I have to like, you know, obviously consider your feelings. <laughs> and I'm a sensitive boy. He is sensitive. All right. He's definitely a sensitive type. I know you guys see me and you think I'm the like, most... Uh, machoist gangsterist manliest man in the world but believe it or not your boy gets emotional he's a pisces <laughs> he's a pisces that says it all what you trying to say <laughs> it's your little bitch <laughs> no um i feel like you know just just the way that i did things i was like okay this is how i pay my bills i <laughs> just do this 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 this, this and then they're done Right. You, it's like, okay, you have a little stack of bills over here, and then you have some stack of bills over here. Nothing has been written on, like paid or not. <laughs> so I would always be like, okay, so how do you how do you pay your bills? Because the way I do it is this way. And then you're like, no, I don't like that way. That's not how I do it. So I'm like, okay, so we're going to need to come up with some sort of arrangement here because I don't know what's been paid right. and what hasn't been paid. And here's what's funny is like, you know, to her, my shit seems very like scattered and or unorganized, which which it is. But I also it's but, but it's my own process of yeah. of organized unorganizedness. Because mm -hmm. then because then I would be like I'd come to sit down to my stack of papers that I kind of already thought I had like planned out, and I'm like, babe, what did you do? You know what I'm saying? And you have them like organized, but I'm like, that's not how I was gonna do it. So now I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's definitely to the outside it's a mess but to you it's like okay no this is what i need to do and this is what i need to do in like a couple weeks right right. But it was all right. just a stack of papers that had due dates with <laughs> just an amount on them i'm like um we need to pay these so little does she know they're already paid sometimes <laughs> for the most sometimes. part now i like highlight the actual due date and yeah and you know to be fair things. now i will like now, after I pay them, I try to either write that it's paid or I'll just throw the shit away. You know what I'm saying? So there's no confusion. Yeah. You know, and that's the most difficult thing. I feel like what helped us be long distance so long is that we're both really independent people. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we function as our own selves really well. And that's why it was never like when we we're long distance, it was never like, oh, where are you? I need you. I miss you. You know what I'm saying? And then so now that we're coming together as one mm -hmm. and, you know, we kind of have to uh, figure out how those two can work with each other, right. you know, and um, and it's not necessarily like any way was was uh, way better than the other one. I mean, she's way more organized. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And like and here's the thing about it, too, is like um, for someone like me. Who is a Pisces? Who is very free flowing and go with the flow and uh, and uh, lux? Is that right? Lux about things. I don't know what lux means. Um, I think that's right. Uh, and you, mm -hmm. a Capricorn, mm -hmm. very organized, needs to know how things Structure. are going. Very structured. Needs to have a plan. It's easy for me, although you know when I do have a certain way I like to do things. 
it's never that serious for me to be like, no, I need it done this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that I'm kind of just chill about it, I'm like, it's going to get done. It'll get done eventually. Yeah. I know it'll get done. I'm not tripping if she needs me to fucking put it in a black folder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, if it's that serious, <laughs> we'll put it in your folder. Fine. <laughs> Color-coded, alphabetized, <laughs> sticky notes everywhere. I'm kind of like, oh. Yeah, all right, cool, whatever, fine, we can do it like that. <laughs> yeah, because imagine if we were, like, so similar. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, we're getting black folders. And you're like, mm, no, they need to be red. Mm. That, 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 that would be, be an issue. Because yeah. that would just be, like, that's just a small example, but that would just be constantly for everything, mm-hmm. right? I think one time we got into a little fight because it was about something, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. Because I was trying to say, like, I don't care. Like, whatever you want to do, I'm cool with. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, I'm okay with that. Right. But me saying I don't give a shit made you feel like that you just don't care about. That you like, literally just, like, don't care. Yeah, and I was like, no, and, like, it wasn't until way after the fact where we, you, where we had this whole thing. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant. I'm like, okay, but that's what you said. And the tone in which you said it <laughs> is the way that I interpreted it. Right, right, So right. if you meant to come across, like, it's cool. We'll just like figure it out. Like yeah. it's no big deal. Then you should have just lightened that tone a little bit. <laughs> well. Well. You raised your voice. Well, so what? And I feel like that was especially during a time when we were. I was in the middle of like shutting down my life over here <laughs> and transitioning to over here. And I'm like, okay. First of all, I'm the one moving. So. <laughs> you should care about everything that I'm doing. Oh, wait, I remember exactly what it was about. No, oh, my furniture or something? Furniture. I was like, I want to bring some of my furniture. But no, yeah. she was determined to get her furniture from her house. I had really nice furniture that I loved. In her house in Canada and bringing it to our house here. And in my head, Just I'm a like, few things, just a few things. And I'm just like, let's just get new furniture. I'm like, let's just get new furniture. I was like, all right. Okay, in my head, I'm like, do you really want to go through the process of shipping or transferring furniture from Canada, from Regina, Saskatchewan, to Los Angeles, California? And we're going back and forth, and I was like, and I didn't realize how um, how serious it was for you. And I, I think about this afterwards, and I kind of realized, okay, you know, you're leaving your whole life behind in Regina, Saskatchewan. Yes. So it's like, you... You know, it's important for you to kind of bring something of yours to here. And right. I, I was like, okay, okay. But in the whole, like, frustrated conversation, I was like, I was like, I don't give a shit about the furniture. Like, I really don't. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, baby. In my, but what I was trying to say was. Mm-hmm. I know. <coughs> Corona. <laughs> Whatever you want to do is okay with me, baby cakes. Yes. You want to bring You should have said it like that. It's okay with me, baby cakes. Oh, my God. I just felt like you are so insensitive. (laughs) Like, I'm literally giving up everything. This is, like, my entire life, my business that I built over, like, 10 years, (laughs) my family that you know I'm, like, so close with. Like, I was so insulted. Like, how (laughs) dare you talk to me? Like, I'm like... You want to U-Haul your fucking couch from camp? Fine. 
<laughs> That's literally what I thought. And I, I'm, I was crying. <laughs> and this was literally on the way to the airport. You were dropping me off. And I feel like I just got out of the car. I didn't even say anything to you. And I just went onto the plane. And I just yeah, that was our way. worst goodbye ever. Yeah, I feel like ever. Normally, like, we would be crying because we, you know, we were sad. Or, in the beginning. In the, yeah, in the, in the beginning was fucking sad. The, oh, my gosh. Like, the whole night before, I knew that I had to fly out. I, like, couldn't sleep. My tummy was in knots. I was anxious. Like, couldn't eat nothing. Right. That was in, like, the early stages. <laughs> no, I remember um, early stages, like, you would be, like, crying so much at the airport. And um, I would, you know, I would keep it together because I'm the man in the relationship, brother. <laughs> but uh, I remember one time I dropped you off and I randomly hit up Rick and I was like, hey, man. Um, I said, yo, you want, are you down to get some, um, some, like, some, some steak I'll pay? And he was like, yeah, all right, cool. And so I picked up Rick. We went to fucking, like, Black Angus. Or the Outback. We went to the Outback oh. Steakhouse. Wow. And, uh, and you know me, I'm so bougie with my steak mm-hmm. now. But back then I was like, yeah, let's go to the Outback. And then I was, I'm sitting there eating my fucking, my blooming onion with Rick, eating my steak. And I'm like, all right, man, you know what's funny is that like, I actually invited you to come get steak because I'm like really sad that she is gone. <laughs> and I just wanted to like drown my sorrows in, in, in comfort food. food. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man. And then after a while we just, you know, kind of got used to it. Kind of got used to it, and then it was like we got to a point where you would drop me off at the airport, and like your car is still like the wheels are still turning, you're rolling, driving so slowly. I would just like hop out, all right, cool, bye, yeah, yeah. see you in a month. Like, all right, see you in a month, toots. <laughs> My luggage. You just throw it out the fucking window. <laughs> but that's honestly like how it felt. It was just like so routine. Yeah. And I also feel like in the beginning stages, like we were just fresh it was just new so i didn't know really if i was going to be coming back again or like how much longer this was going to last so it was really sad damn that is sad right but towards the end especially after being engaged i was like all right you're not going anywhere Mm -hmm. um i'm going back home i'm gonna work for a little bit Mm -hmm. and i'll come back and see you next month yeah and i'll be like all right well uh here's a number for a u-haul place in canada so you can haul your furniture down you didn't even (laughs) that would have been nice of you (laughs) fucking rude (laughs) I, let me tell you, I was so confused when you got mad at me and I was like, why is he mad when I'm literally saying I will do anything she wants? Like, that's that's what I was trying to put across. I was yes. like, look, man, I don't give a fuck about your stupid couch. Oh, my God. You know what's so funny is like you're sensitive, but you're also very insensitive towards other people. You really are. Like, you just lack a little bit of sensitivity. Okay, 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 okay. This is something I'm learning about myself, all right? And here's the thing, I just, um, maybe this is the only child in me, okay? Because people will tell me I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well adjusted for an only child. But when it comes to emotional things and emotional situations, I'm not used to doing that with other people. Um, and Rick has told me there have been times where he's been like trying to really <laughs> confide in me about some serious shit and I'm like, all right, cool, man. Well, I'm about to, uh, <laughs> and, but, I, but I'm oblivious because I've never had to, you know, I've never had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. And even, even specifically, you know, um, I got into a big fight with one of my close friends one time. And I told you this before, mm. um, where, uh, someone in his family died. I think it was like his, his grandma or his aunt or somebody close to him died. And, and he was, it wasn't until like a year after the death where he was like, pissed at me he called me up and he's like dude you know what um you haven't been a good friend and i'm like what are you talking about well i don't know if that's exactly what he said but it's something along the lines of that yeah. and he's like 
I told you that my grandma died and you didn't come over. You didn't call me to check on me. You didn't like, you didn't act, like you didn't, you never checked on me. And I was like, dude, I don't know how that shit works. Mm -hmm. Like one, I've never had a death of uh, anyone close to me in my family. I've never had something happen like that to someone close to me. For me personally, being an only child, right? If when I get sad, I, I just don't talk to anybody. Right. I don't I don't really need to. I kind of just process it on my own. But him having siblings, being around people, he was expecting me to be like checking up on him, calling him. And I'm like, bro, I did not I don't know how this works, you mm -hmm. know? And he was pissed until I told him that. He was like, Oh, well, I guess that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's something I've just kind of recently in my adult life learned that emotionally with people, with other people, um, I can I can come off kind of uh cold. You know, mm -hmm. because I don't really know, not that I don't know how to communicate about that stuff, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do in a like comforting you situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because like, honestly, sometimes when um, people are going through something like that, you know, well, like I said, it hasn't even really happened to people that are close to me. Yeah. So when it's happened to people around me, I'm kind of like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Feel better. I'm gonna head out. Are you yeah. good? Feel yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something obviously now that you recognize mm -hmm. and that you can work on. Yeah. I but, hope so. but I see it a lot because I'm with you a lot. <laughs> but you don't see it. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. Well, just know that if, if I ever come off like that to you, <laughs> all you gotta do is be like, babe, can we talk about this? You're so rude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. So literally for me, all you would have to do is be like, I, I, I would like to talk to you about this. And then I'm like, and then I'm, of course I'm all ears, I'm all open, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, I, I, will have, I will have like, be very oblivious to the fact that I'm um, ignoring it. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And that's fair. I mean, I guess if you've never really needed to, you know, comfort people or be around yeah. family or sex i feel like that's where you learn a lot of these things is like just from being around family mm -hmm. and like your siblings yeah right and i mean even like my parents growing up it's like uh we never really had like serious conversations mm -hmm. you know a lot of people will say i uh i joke too much or i joke when it, times are inappropriate but like i feel like sometimes but for me growing up, I never felt like it was an inappropriate time to make a joke. Unless someone like just died, you know? Yeah. But, I, I, but for me, I think, I think I get it from my dad too. It's like we joke because we feel like it's a good time to try and make people feel better. Or it's like, let's right. make people laugh when things are awkward or things are weird. You know, right. like my dad is quick to make a joke. And Your I, dad wants to be like, what he's saying for his, um, after he dies, <laughs> he wants to be stuffed. Yeah, my dad always says, and he said this for so long, that when he dies, he wants to be stuffed and positioned in a high five <laughs> position by my front door so that when people come in, they high five me. Oh you my know? God. And he's so always funny. said that. And like me and my dad have always joked about death. Like there was never any topic that was really serious like that. Yeah, which know? is cool. Like, yeah. which is cool because I mean, I feel like you should be able to talk about things, especially death in like yeah. a, you know, a light manner. It's a yeah. circle of life, like, you know, all those things. Um, but you should also be 
sensitive to no no i get you and i and i and it's not that i i i don't want to be sensitive to other people's things it's just like i'm telling you i'm i'm, a, I'm oblivious that i'm even doing that yeah but i'm also not oblivious in, ter- in terms of like if it's someone close to me yes please confide in me let's talk about it i'm sorry if i ever ignored you or made you feel ignored let's fucking talk about it mm-hmm. but if it's somebody who I, i'm not close to and they're trying to have one of those conversations with me I'd rather just not. Uh, well, of course. You're <laughs> not close to those people, so why would you care? Yeah, li- literally, um, I, I, <laughs> this just happened not too long ago. I was having a casual conversation with somebody that like isn't like an acquaintance. Yeah. And they were trying to fucking bait me in to oh. a deep conversation. Because oh. through text, they were like, yeah, you know. How are um, things? How is your life going? No, 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 no. It was even beyond that. They were like, yeah, because, you know, let's say, for example, they were like, yeah, you know, my, my house is just kind of cluttered because, like, um, ever since my my dad died, it's just you know I've been having a I haven't been able to really clean up, and I'm like, I was like, yeah, my house is cluttered all the time, and I completely ignored the dead dad part. I was like, yeah, no, I hate cleaning up. Oh my god! And they didn't reply, and I was like, Phew. well, you know what they say, a cluttered space is a cluttered, cluttered mind. Face. Yeah, you're, was, you're funny. As soon as I guess, as soon as they didn't reply, I was like. Mission accomplished. You're awful. You're <laughs> like, so all right. Because then, compared to Rick, who um, Rick is is you know Rick gives great advice. Yeah. He's a very like his perspective on things is really uh, you know he looks at stuff very objectively and he gives really good advice and he almost you know he likes being right so he loves giving advice mm-hmm. so he has the hardest time. If someone comes at him for advice or like kind of needs to confide in something, he has a difficult time turning people away or ignoring that. Mm. And then he, on accident, like inadvertently becomes like fucking Mr. Therapy to so many people. And a lot of times he doesn't even like these people. Right. But they like come to fucking, all right, I need to talk. Can you talk? I need to confide in you. And a lot of times he's like, God. Right. Especially when the situation is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, no, Rick is definitely insightful. I mean, I've, I've, I've turned to Rick a couple times when I was <laughs> having issues with you and I'm just like, Hey, he does like this, this, and this. I told him, don't do this, this, this. <laughs> he still does it. How else do I make it clear <laughs> that I don't like when you do this, 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 like, honestly, like I'm like, Rick, what is wrong with your friend? And what does Rick say? He says that you're stupid. Yeah. Like, like every time. <laughs> like every time he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got to work on that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Rick Rick probably knows me more than like anybody else in the, in the whole world, you know? Yeah. And uh, he, um, and he, he, he knows my flaws. Um... And, uh, but you're the one that has to live with me 24 seven. Oh, I thought you were going to say, but you're the one that needs to change. <laughs> no, no, you're the one, but like, you know, he knows my flaws, but no, he, he would be the perfect person to come to for advice about me. Cause like, like I said, you know, he, he knows me better than anyone else. Like I've, I've literally, he's, you know, he's been my, one of my best friends since I was like yeah. 14, 13. Yeah. No, well, 16. And I mean, and you, and for me like i can solve a lot of our issues just like you know just with us yeah but i feel like when certain things like after like year after year after year after year when like (laughs) these things kept on happening and i like told you from day one like kate don't do this but you're still doing it i'm like i need outside help i'll wipe the toilet seats (laughs) off sheesh i need 
outside professional help. Jeez, man. Rick, what do I do? God. You will wipe the toilet seat and the squatty potty and the floor. <laughs> yeah, it's gone on the floor before. So I tell her all the time, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And her approach can be very... I know. I need to work on that. And I have. You have. And I have. You have. I think so. I say things very, like, um, stern. Yeah, and I think that comes from you. You're kind of like the leader as far as your siblings. You were like, <laughs> you are the, even your brother said it in the, um, his speech at the wedding. What did he say? He was like, you're like, you're like big little sister. Oh, you know? yeah. Because and, he's older than me. Yeah. But I'm. You're the boss. Yes. As, as far as like the siblings go. Even like your oldest sister. Yeah. You're the one that everyone kind of goes like to for years, advice. Like 10 years older, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are the, the boss of the siblings. And I think I think that, um, you know, you're kind of used to being like the mama of your siblings. So it's like you, you, you give directions very sternly. I guess. I mean, and I had my business. So I feel <clears> like it was always just, you know, me doing things my way. And when things needed to get done, they just needed to get done. Yeah. Right? For me, I'm like. <laughs> can you can you change the way you're coming at me please i'm not can you, can you not talk to me like i'm a little boy like it'll just be like something simple like instead of me being like hey babe can you do the dishes it'll be me saying like you need to do these dishes no no here's what you do you do this thing sorry <laughs> instead of being like hey babe can you do the dishes it's like you do a thing where you're like um you know, it'd be nice if you did the dishes. <laughs> like something like that. It's like, <laughs> so it's like I, I realize it would be nice. Could you not? Could you tone that down a little bit? I'm sorry. God. <laughs> I'm like, all right. We're going to have a talk about this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. And uh, I'm good with the dishes, right? Yeah. I mean, you're great at the finished product of doing dishes. I don't really agree with how you do the dishes oh here we go but i am i've come to <coughs> peace with your routine because at the end of the day the dishes are done and to your credit you are very thorough when it comes to washing dishes good like you will scrub a pot until there are like no little bits and pieces of anything on there i think that's how it should be done and and so when we did our our year of marriage q a we discussed our dish discrepancy on our processes of doing dishes. And I realized that we discussed it on um, Steve and Nikki's podcast, but we didn't discuss it on my channel ever. Because okay. there were a lot of comments that were like, how do they do the dishes? I need to know, okay? So first off, we have a very different way that we do dishes. And for a while, it was a, it was a hot button issue in the house because we disagreed with how we should do the dishes. Um, would you like to share your process first? Sure. Okay. So our sink, and this is an important step. Mm -hmm. I remember Steve being like, well, yeah, obviously. But no, this is the layout of our kitchen. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's what Steve Green was saying when you guys were, when he was saying obviously. It's because Nikki was so quick to fucking co-sign everything that you were saying. Because you, you would be like this. Okay. So um, I'll, take the, I'll take the plate. Um, I'll rinse it off. And Nikki's like, uh-huh, yes, exactly. And Steve's like, okay, yeah, duh. 
That's what everybody does. And you would be like, I take the sponge, I put a little soap, and he's like, uh-huh, yes, I do that too. <laughs> that's why, that's why Steve was getting pissed. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyways, so we have two sinks. And one sink to the left has the rack uh, where you put your dishes. And the right sink is, is empty, where you would put all your empty dishes and wash them and move them over to the rack. And that's exactly the way that I do them. So the dirty dishes are in the right sink. I turn the water on. I get my sponge with my soap. Uh-huh, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I wash the dish in the right sink, rinse it off, and I put it to dry in the left sink with the rack. And that's my process. And I go back and forth and back and forth. If I have a plate that maybe has a little bit of leftover food on it, like it's a little bit crusty, mm -hmm. I'll <clears throat> put a little water in it, let it soak off to the side, or maybe I just put it on the counter, let that soak while I work on the other dishes. And then by the time I'm done these dishes, I can grab the crusty, once were crusty plates that now the food just slides off because they were soaking for a little bit, wash them, put them to dry in the rack beside. Okay, so. That's it. That's how I do my dishes. And here's what That's I do. That's exactly the way that Nikki does them. And she says, and here's what I do. She says, <laughs> I have, she says, <laughs> I, I take, spit everywhere. she says, I take, it takes forever. One thing she brought up, she was like, babe, I don't even know how it came up. Like you brought it up to me. I was like, babe, you have like, you have too many steps or you take so long. And I'm like, <laughs> first of all, I was like, bruh. <laughs> just let me do the dishes but here's my process okay i feel like it's more streamlined um as she said we have the two sinks right one with the rack and one with the dirty dishes i take the rack out so i have two empty sinks one with the dirty dishes what i do is i'll rinse off all the excess food bits i rinse off every dish first Put every dish into the left side so I have nothing but rinsed dishes, okay? Because I don't want direct sponge on food particle contact, right? Because this sponge is cleaning the rest of the dishes. So now I have this rinsed off pile of dishes. Take my sponge and my soap, right, Nikki? And then I then, I then soap every dish. Put it back here. Now I have this pile of soaped dishes. Okay. Then, final step: put the rack back. Put all this. Rinse every soaped dish so it's just rinsy, 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 and it's just like done. That's it. Okay. I've come to <laughs> terms with how you do dishes, but when you say I don't have contact with sponge to food, like if. I, like, I, I let the dish soak. Yeah. If there is food left over. Mm -hmm. So by the time you let it soak, it comes right off. So when I use my sponge on that dish, there is no food there. It's just dish. I also, but I, here's the thing. I also just, I hate, like, the few times where I've done it your way because we only have a handful of dishes. I hate, like, having the spongy thing, soaping up the dish, and then, like, what are you doing with the sponge while you're rinsing the, the first plate off? Are you holding it or do you place it somewhere? I'll, just, I'll either just put it, like, in the next dish or... Just... I hate, see, I hate that. I'd rather just have my sponge the whole time, handle this, and then, like, just... Here's the thing, too. And I've been, I, I just realized I've been doing this since I was a little kid. And I got yelled at by Mrs. Kondo. She got pissed at me for oh. this. Either Ms. Dawson or Mrs. Kondo. But we were learning how to write in cursive, which is pointless in life. Don't, you know. Mm. But... <laughs> 
It's not pointless. It's uh, beautiful. It, no, it is beautiful. But you I'm, could do some nice calligraphy and well, things. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot of, And that's a big business. <laughs> okay. It's not pointless. Okay, fine. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so. do, not, do not tell these kids cursive is useless <laughs> and pointless because it's not. If you, you can make a really good living being a calligrapher. If you plan on pursuing calligraphy, <laughs> it's not pointless, all right? It's very relaxing as a hobby. Okay. But yeah, as a hobby. Hobbies it, are pointless. No, they're not pointless. Hobbies are for fun. Fun. It's for stress release. It's for okay, therapy. Okay, yes, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyways, so I was learning... Stick with cursive, I was people. learning how to write in cursive. When was the last time you wrote something in cursive? I write cursive all the time. No, you don't. Look at my notes. You look at my notes. They are a mixture of, like, printing and some cursive. What are you taking notes on? On any of my things. No, like, I mean... My agenda. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyways, I'm learning how to write cursive. And I would write all the T's first. And then I went back through the line and crossed them. Uh, and then, for whatever reason, my second grade teacher, Mrs. Kondo, saw me doing that and got mad. She was like, what are you doing? She's like, do it one at a time. <laughs> but, but that's how I prefer to do things. Okay. If I have a pile, like, get this part done and then go back and get this part done. Also, let me point out, that's how restaurants do dishes. It's a very streamlined process. The way you do them? The way I do them. Okay. But, um... So, restaurants, so they don't have dishwashers? I mean, some of them do. Some of them don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A, a big place I've never worked in a restaurant. I don't know how it works back there. Yeah, I've worked in two. Mm, okay, yeah, you're better than me. Well, yeah. At dishes. <laughs> So that is how, that's probably our biggest fight we've ever had in our marriage. <laughs> Dishes. <laughs> but w when we were on Steve and Nikki's podcast, I didn't think that it could get really any worse than how Tim does his dishes. But then Nikki was like, oh, you need to hear the way Steve does his dishes. And I'm thinking, how much worse could it be? How many like more steps could one have right. more than this person? <laughs> Something about Steve taking like the whole thing of soap. Yeah, screw and then like slapping it around, yeah. some shit. Literally like wasting probably a whole tub of soap yeah. on like two dishes. And the way that they tell the story is hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. Watch it, that episode of uh, yeah, The Shit old. They Don't Tell You if you want to watch that. Um, that was an old episode, but still a really good story. Yeah. We should hang out with them. Yeah, when, when we can. Maybe we'll FaceTime them. Nah. All right, y'all. Well, um, thank you to my very special guest, Side note, I wanted to go back. Do you remember that part of Billy Madison where the teacher was like, we're learning cursive today? Yeah. And he goes up to the board to write, I think the word was um, buzz or something with, with Zs, with Zs. Yeah. And he didn't know how to like cursive write a Z. Yeah. So it's useful because he needed it to be able to pass third grade. Beyond third grade. He did like an R with the Z. The Z's weird though. I love the Z. I think it's so pretty. Yeah, okay. Cursive is fun. Actually, I had really nice handwriting growing up. You have cursive right on your shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at this. In love, in person. I didn't write it. Oh my God. So <laughs> why didn't you print that? Because it looks cool. Oh my God. <laughs> you have computers that can do this shit for you now. Anyways. Thank you for watching the No Chaser podcast. Oh, uh, thank you to my lovely, beautiful, intelligent, 
um, cursive loving, cursive loving, emotionally <laughs> uh, available wife, Chia Hapti. Make sure you follow her on Instagram and read her blog. It's very good. She's a good writer oh, too. Thank you. Welcome, baby. Has all the hair tips, nail tips, relationship tips, whatever you need. Thank you once again for watching and listening to the podcast. I'm Tim Chiron. Tim Chironchu. Oh man. Oh dear. I'm Tim Chantharansu. I'm Ricky Shucks, and I'm Nikki Blade. Oh, bye. bye.